Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Police in Liverpool, England, only knew this drug kingpin as... Toffee Force, a name he went by online, but they had extensive knowledge of his drug-selling exploits. Investigators said Toffee Force supplied large amounts of heroin, cocaine, and other drugs to street sellers in that English city, apparently getting rich and enjoying the finer things in life because of it. And people who do enjoy those things, like, say, fine wines and cheese, have a tendency to talk about their interests, much like everything else, and in the pandemic world, much of that conversation has apparently moved online. As someone named Toffee, Por- Toffee Force posted a picture in a cheese chat room of a rare, mature blue Stilton cheese still in the package, and Toffee Force had held the cheese in his hand for the picture. It was an image police were able to analyze and retrieve fingerprints because his hand was in the picture, and connects the dots to a man named 39 year old Carl Stewart, who's now serving. 13 years in prison. The only thing that perked my ear there, Cliff, was when you said a cheese chat room. I just I th- thought that was <laughs> kind of strange. There. I, th- I thought you might find that interesting. That's a little bit different. That uh, there's, there's an internet chat room where you can go and talk about cheese. <laughs> there's probably a lot more chat rooms where you can go and talk about cutting the cheese. Uh, yeah, well, okay, all right. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, and of course... <laughs> Our resident 11-year-old went right down that path. Thank you, Cliff. You know, it is incredible, Cliff, that you would think since the pandemic seems to be uh, winding down yeah. that, you know, we'd kind of be back to the regular life, and now everything you look at is short. <laughs> everything. Yeah. I mean, you want to go on a trip now? Well, the uh, seating on airplanes, it's short. Yeah. More expensive. Yeah. Hotels, prices are going up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. um, the little strips that you uh, use to make your teeth nice and white. I guess everybody <laughs> did my philosophy from yesterday, Cliff. If you're wearing a mask. You don't need to brush your teeth. I brush your teeth. I mean, there's nobody's going to see now it. Now everyone wants to have healthy looking teeth again. Yeah, like I was the whole time. <laughs> I was doing the right thing, yes. As we all went into coronavirus lockdown, the world kind of went into a tumble, and now that recovery is underway, the tumble might even be worse. Economic machinery turning at an ever-increasing pace now, but sometimes it's been slowed by the fact that people can't get their hands on material that they want or need, because production of it was shut down when those non-essential industries were idled because of pandemic orders. Now, I've seen complaints online about the price of lumber, People now want to build things, but six months ago the supply lines were cut off and there's shortages now at the lumber yard when people have their wallets out. Things will get better as things get back to normal. But for now, WGME-TV in Portland, Maine is reporting the problem there is still a problem there. As one business says, their demand is skyrocketing because of construction and other events. But they can't buy what they need from the manufacturers, and that's left them unable to meet their customers' needs. The business, by the way, is called Royal Flush, which can only mean there's a porta potty shortage in the state of Maine. Residents now not only have to live on that little corner of the country way up there, they also have nowhere to go. 
Although the Atlantic Ocean, come to think of it, is right there. <laughs> and by the way, Stephen King lives in Maine. Do you think he might be able to turn this problem into some type of horror novel? Oh, he can, Cliff. That man can. <laughs> Stephen King could read the label off of a soup instructions on how to cook it, and he could come up with a story about it. He could do that. And a porta potty shortage. There's a porta potty shortage in the state of Maine. Oh, doesn't bid well for the uh, festivities coming in this summer, does it, Cliff? Here in the area. <laughs> no, it does. Mm. Oh my! Better go before you go. Is That's I'll exactly say. right, <laughs> Cliff. Yes. Do you know very much about dogs? Different <laughs> breeds of dogs. I know you're a dog lover, but yeah, I mean, I, I know a little bit. Um, I always enjoy watching the. Um, what do they call that? The, the Westminster Dog Show? You watch on TV. that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see all the different breeds of dogs and their traits and the things that, that you know, the, how, the, how they became to be what they are and how they do what they do. Yeah. Well, you absolutely. might be the right guy for this if you watch oh, okay. that because, you know, they got all kinds of breeds, I'm assuming, on that show, right? Well, yeah, every, everything that the American Kennel Club, you know, classifies as a. A purebred, yes. Have you ever heard them mention the um, gray goose hound? The what? The gray goose hound. <laughs> the gray goose hound. <laughs> yes. Have you ever had? <laughs> I've never heard of a gray goose hound. <laughs> I think it drinks a lot. Is what I think. What is does it have anything to do with vodka? <laughs> I think it does. I think it may have something to do with that. You've not seen that on there. So it could be an unpopular breed of dog. Is that well, what you're saying? I mean. I think probably, yeah, because the, my guess is a gray goosehound would be a vodka hog. <laughs> okay, all right. When you, put, you put a bowl of water down there and make, excuse me, this needs vodka in it. <laughs> Cliff, would you remind me to talk about this later on this morning? I was getting ready to talk about it right now, but that text yeah. message caught my eye. Could you write yeah. down the uh, two words of cooler corn? Cooler corn. Cooler corn. Okay. An idea I'd never heard of before. Perhaps some of our wonderful 11 listeners have. It's absolutely brilliant, in my opinion. Okay. But the text message, Cliff, I uh, yeah. I wanted to steer our attention towards that for just a couple of seconds here. <laughs> okay. You know, we love our wonderful 11 listeners that tune in and put up with our shenanigans. Yes, and, we and love even it. participate in said shenanigans. Exactly yes. right. And we love it when you send us a text message at that yep. easy-to-remember number, 812-682-0520. Yep. You are invited to hit that number up, either texting or vo leaving a voice message, any hour of the day or night. Agreed. And we love it whenever you say that you have a good report from a visit to the doctor. <laughs> I like that. I want everyone to stay healthy and happy. Yep. Nope. You're absolutely right. But if you're a dude, there is no sense in ever saying in the first sentence, hey, babe. Yes. <laughs> That's a little distracting. Yes. yes, because this particular test message said uh, that they were headed home from the doctor and they had great news. Their A1C, which I believe is a cholesterol number. Sugar. Was basically cut in half from... 12.2 to 6.1. Hey, babe. Why are you texting us, hey, babe? That's exactly right, Cliff. If Nick from Otwell. <laughs> if, if you're a dude, let's not... Uh, we are friendly. We're just not babe friendly, okay, Cliff? Is that, is that the way to put that? Well, Cliff, until yesterday, 
morning mm-hmm. after we got off the air, I did not realize there were any cars that had this system. And okay. I think, and I'm not sure, but I think they were talking about Toyota vehicles. That okay. after you drive them for extended period of time without stopping, a little coffee cup pops up on your dash with the message about you might want to take a break now, something like that. So you're not fatigued. I thought that's kind of interesting. I had no clue yeah. that that was even a possibility out there, but evidently it's been going on for quite some time. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. And then, after I read that yesterday, on yeah. my way home from Country 98.1, my car showed yeah. me a magic lamp that popped up on my dash, <laughs> and I thought that was a good luck thing. Like you get 150,000 miles, it's like a congratulation thing. Here's no. the magic lamp just for you. No. Nope. Car making any other funny noises by any chance? Wasn't making any noises, but I, you know. It was, smell funny, kind of hot when you got out of it? It did, and so I yeah. got my book out, Cliff, and I looked up yeah. what the little icon meant. Yeah, that's the uh, oil light, is it not? Yes, it is the oil light, Cliff. I thought it was the magic lantern. Yeah. It's not a magic lantern. <laughs> there it's it a, is. It's an oil pressure warning. <laughs> you need oil in your car. I was two quarts yeah. down, Cliff. Holy cow. We today's story from the Morning Roadshow Department of Irony takes us to Rochester, New York, where the mayor there has long had a stance on guns. In fact, it could be fair to say that owning a gun, particularly the the illegal kind, is one of her pet peeves. Since taking office, Democrat Mayor Lovely Warren has been an advocate of getting guns off of city streets and has supported tough gun control laws. Recently, she even announced a gun buyback program where people could be paid cash between $150 and $200 for guns turned into police. But before that event, the New York State Police raided a number of homes on a drug sweep, and among those items confiscated in that police action, two illegal and unregistered guns found in the mayor's own house. Now, she could have said they belonged to my husband. I had no idea they were in the house. But her husband was convicted of armed robbery some 30 years ago and legally can't possess a gun. Now, he wouldn't break the law, now would he? He's the husband of the mayor. The good news for Warren is that there are two fewer guns in Rochester. The bad news, that they were seized from her own home. (laughs) Cliff, you ever have a morning or a day that you just can't focus? (laughs) Kind of having that today, actually. I'm having the hardest time. I think of something to say, and then I just wander off on something else. I was going to bring up the uh, cooler corn at this moment. Oh yeah, I was supposed to see. I was supposed to remind you about that, and I totally forgot about cooler corn. Yes, and so then I thought that's what we'll say. We'll we'll go about the cooler corn story, and then my mind's been sitting here wandering around, going, you know, I think it's very. It's a very good thing that Confucius wasn't a doctor. Why is that? Because who could decipher what he wrote down, Cliff, years later? If he writes like a doctor does, it would be like, I have no idea what this guy's saying. Handwriting of a doctor. Yes. (laughs) Cliff, let's get right to this cooler corn. I'd never heard of this in my life until just, uh, well, yesterday, actually. You take a... um, Coleman cooler or the cooler of your choice, like a hard, yeah. you know, sided cooler. Yeah. And you shuck ears of corn. Okay. 
And Shuck would be a great name for a young kid. But anyway, you <laughs> shuck a bunch of ears of corn and you lay them down in that cooler. Yeah. And then you take boiling water and yeah. pour over the ears of corn until the mm-hmm. water is over the very top of it. Not much, just a little bit over the top of the corn. Okay. Shut the lid on the cooler, wait 30 minutes, and the corn is perfect for eating. And that's called cooler corn. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I've never heard of that. I've, I've, I'm aware of the cooking technique, but I wasn't aware that it was specific named cooler corn. Supposedly, Cliff. Yeah. And when we mentioned it earlier, one of our uh, texting yeah. friends says they do it all the time, and you can add like different mixes of spices and stuff and make oh, it uh, taste okay. that way. And okay. it's supposed to have the perful, perfect level of doneness okay. for about a couple of hours. And then I guess it gets kind of soggy or whatever happens <laughs> there. I don't know. I might try that this summer, Cliff. That uh, sounds like a you know pretty easy way to make, make the uh, make ear corn. of corn. Yes. I mean, yeah, all you really got to do is boil water. That's uh, Yeah, and I can boil water. <laughs> I can do that. The shucking okay. part, I might have to have it pre-shucked. Cliff, we need a phrase that pays for this week to give someone the chance <laughs> to win tickets to the Grand Ole Opry. I've kind okay. of drawn a blank here this morning, Cliff. A I'm blank? not. Uh, I'm not uh, coming up with anything we can well, use for the phrase, and here it is. Time for it. <laughs> can you help out, Cliff? Do you have Of course something? I can. I mean, uh, I collect the phrases of the day every day. I have years and years' worth of things that we said that were number three, number two, and number one. I got something. I just got to find the right one. How's that? So you want me to give you a little time? Give me a couple of minutes, if that's okay. So I can play a song, and then you'll come back with it. Is that what I'll you're have, saying? I'll have a phrase for you in three minutes. Well, the pressure's on Cliff Ingram. Let's see how <laughs> well he does on this for the phrase that pays. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I told you I would have one ready, and I have one ready. Okay. There's no real pressure at all. In fact, this phrase, if you were listening to the program yesterday, it was the number one phrase for yesterday. You made reference of your unusual trips to the dentist. <laughs> oh, that's right. Was that yes, yesterday? Who, I believe it was, yes. Okay. Who, who who apparently works in a van down by the river while dressed as a clown. That correct, yes. So the phrase that our uh, winner for Grand Ole Opry tickets will have to repeat on Friday is, there you are with your tongue hanging out with a clown. Oh, that's a visual you don't want, and I've had it. <laughs> You've lived it. I've lived it, yes. <laughs> With billions of cicadas, supposedly, Cliff, on the way. I haven't heard yeah. one yet. We mentioned this yesterday. I don't know yeah, I anybody either. that's heard one. Yeah. But supposedly that's coming. And mm-hmm. because of that, they had to have a survey and a poll to see yeah. if people thought the sound of a cicada was annoying or relaxing. <laughs> okay. I think this would be a slam dunk. Yeah. But about 20% of us say they find cicada noises very relaxing. 20%. Hmm. That seems okay. awful high to me because if, <laughs> if, if you think that's relaxing, yeah. that um, Gilbert Gottfried guy, yeah. you must fall asleep to listening to that guy talk <laughs> if you think that's a soothing. <laughs> well, 
You know what he sounds like, right, Cliff? No, he sounds like a horde of cicadas all (laughs) talking in unison. Our ticket to the bank today, Cliff, is inspired by the great Wadini. (laughs) That's right. The great Wadini has inspired this one. No, we haven't heard about the great Weed Weenie for a long time. It's Wadini, and we (laughs) haven't heard about the Weed Weenie for a long time because it doesn't exist. It's Wadini. And let's just say, Cliff, that the great and powerful... Widini, yeah, comes up on this program with a spectacular magic trick never performed or seen before. <laughs> really? Well, Ooh. let's just pretend that he's done that. Okay. And the world is awash in awe and wonder of yeah. the great trick that he's performed. Okay. Can the great Widini patent that so that any time another magician uses yeah. that trick... Chin Chang, he gets a little <laughs> cash in his pocket. Oh. And that's what we'll be talking about oh, when okay. we take it to the bank. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. If a magician invents a trick, yeah. there's no copyright or patent protection on that magical trick. Anyone is free to use it at any time at no charge. All you have to do yeah. is figure out how he done it. That's all you have oh, to do, Cliff. Okay. And there's kind of an unwritten rule that a lot of magicians won't use another magician's trick that they've come up with. Of course, okay. there's standard tricks, you know, they all do. But uh, if somebody invents one, they usually <laughs> yeah. don't touch that. I figured you could patent them, Cliff, and after a while, you know, you could have the like the Wadini card trick and make some money <laughs> off of that. Or we could do the... Weedini set the studio on fire magic act. That's never done, been done before, I'm sure. And I found this story intriguing too, Cliff, as I was researching okay. this. There's a 94-year-old magician. Okay. And his name is David Burglis. He okay. has a card trick that almost all magicians do, but at some point in time, they touch yeah. the cards. Maybe not you know, grab them and pick them up. But at some point in time, their hands go over the cards and touch them. His trick, he never touches the cards. Never comes, his hands don't come close to them. And no magician has been able to figure the trick out after watching it perform it and (laughs) videotaping it. He's 94. 94. I think he's going to take that to the grave. I think he's going to, too, because he says... It's so complicated that he can't teach anybody how to do it. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. Everything you look at is short. (laughs) I don't even remember what that went to. I don't either, Cliff. I remember saying that, yes. (laughs) Number two. You better go before you go. (laughs) Because there's a porta potty shortage. (laughs) And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, we're friendly, just not babe friendly. That is so true. Stop, call, stop calling us that. <laughs> Please stop calling us that when you text in, yes. Yes. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.